You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley, along with... Chris Euler. And we're just so glad to have you joining us today. It's been a great morning so far. In, in the first interview, we were talking about finding healing through God's grace. And this next guest is going to share with us some ways that she helps people find healing uh, through a really difficult time. So thank you for joining us. Uh, we have Bev Dickus on the line. Good morning. Bev, would you please share with the listeners uh, who you are? Well, my name is Beverly Dickus. Um, I am a wife and a mother of four boys. I have grand- 10 grandchildren, mm-hmm. and my husband and I moved to Sioux Falls about seven years ago after he retired from the teaching profession, and we are members of the St. Michael's Parish here in Sioux Falls. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, Beverly, we're having you on today to speak about a ministry you're involved in in Sioux Falls, the Angel Gown Ministry. Uh, what, what is this about? Well, the Angel Gown Ministry creates burial gowns for babies who are born sleeping. Mm. They're sewn from donated wedding dresses, and we make them in a variety of sizes that fit the tiniest of babies to newborns. Um, Each gown is presented in a beautiful organza bag with a prayer card enclosed, and the bag can hold the keepsakes once the gown has been used. Mm. Wow, that is so beautiful. Thank you. So, Bev, how did you get involved in this ministry, and uh, uh, how long has it been around? Well, um, I got involved by... um, I'm actually, I'm a professional seamstress, and I specialize in bridal. So through many times throughout my career, I have been approached by people who have um, wedding gowns that they would like made into burial gowns. But I've always, um, and it's always been a project that I wanted to take on, but my workload never seemed to allow for this kind of volunteer work. And as I said, my husband and I um, lived in Iowa, and we were very involved in a church in Iowa. And when we moved to Sioux Falls, I was lost. Um, Our church was small in Iowa. We helped start this church. We're extremely involved in coming to Sioux Falls and coming into a big church. I just didn't know where to fit in. But the Holy Spirit showed me a way. Um, I received a call from a woman who wanted to have these dresses made out of her wedding gown. And she reached out to me because she knew that I was in that type of industry. She had been married for over 50 years and had lost a child. Mm. Um, And, you know, when somebody calls you like that, you just don't say no. (laughs) So I had her bring her dress to my house. And while I was talking to her, it became very clear that I did not need to do this alone that maybe I could start a ministry at St. Michael's, huh. and that would, that would help me become involved and meet people and to uh, feel like I was doing something for our church. So I presented my idea to a volunteer coordinator at that time, Jane Darrington, and we got the ball rolling. Um, this was probably, uh, let's see, it would have been in 2019. We had our first meeting in September of 2019, so... I probably met with her, like, in June or July of that summer. 
Wow. So it's it's been going on for a while now. It has. Um, yes, COVID definitely um, had an effect on it because, like I said, we started in September. And when we started, we met together and brought all of our uh, supplies to church, and we worked together as a group on these dresses. But when COVID hit, we all kind of took our projects to our home and worked on them in our homes. And then we would meet once a month in the parking lot. When the weather was good, we'd we'd meet in the parking lot and exchange projects um, and, you know, supplies and stuff. Um, And actually, that has been the way um, it has remained. Everybody really prefers to sew within their homes and make their things in their homes. And then we meet once a month to bring our completed projects together. Wow. I can just imagine um, just like the response of the families who receive a gown like this, you know. Um, Could you kind of speak into the family's reaction? Because it's a very it's a very painful time, like, and there's a lot of emotions going on. So what have been some of the responses that you've received? Well, um, I can just say that, you know, we live in a culture that encourages women to think of the growth within them as only a few cells. But we know that every child from conception on is a gift from God. We don't know the plans that God has for that child, and we don't know that, but we do know that God loves him and that he is worthy of honor. Um, I just don't know as to if we ourselves, we don't give the dresses directly to the family, so we don't see those responses directly. You know what I mean? Right. Because we hand them out to, we have given them, they are in parishes around the diocese, they are at hospitals um, in Sioux Falls, okay. and uh, we have some up in Minnesota, we have some up in Watertown, Um, And they are in some funeral homes also. Um, The funeral homes here in town give them out also. Wow. So we don't don't see that. Maybe those people do, but um, I think we feel, we can feel that they are loved and appreciated. For sure. Wow. And what a unique but beautiful project like a beautiful ministry as well you know because I feel like that's a detail that can sometimes get overlooked and just the chaos and the pain of that situation um but like it's just it's just beautiful that you're honoring the child in this way and saying yes this is a wedding gown this is something that is important to me was a beautiful moment of life Uh, for me, and I'm sharing it in this way to honor the life of a child who's only with us for such a short time. Yes, this is true. So, about how many gowns do you make a year? Well, I'm not really sure how many gowns we make a year, but I will say that since we started, we have given out 600, almost 700 gowns. Um, Mm. And those, like I said, are, they are around this, you know, in the diocese of the um, Sioux Falls Diocese and in hospitals and that, um, and to funeral homes and that. So, um, yeah, I don't really know exactly how many gowns we make a year, but that's where we are so far since we started in 2019. 
that's a pretty staggering number. <laughs> that, it it is really awesome. is a very staggering number. Um, yes, I agree. Wow. So for you, what have been some of the blessings of being involved with this ministry? Well, um, for myself, like I told you when we came to Sioux Falls, I was kind of lost. And so it has really... Um, it has really filled a very big void in my life when it comes to, you know, I'm now, I, I feel like I'm contributing. You know, I feel like I belong at St. Michael's and that I am doing, um, I have a role there. And um, I have met some incredible women. These women that make and work for this ministry are amazing. Um, and we really enjoy our time that we get together. Um, and the other thing that I'm finding, um, I've been seeing, like, I, I did kind of reach out to some of my members with some of these questions that you gave me, and um, I asked them what they felt like some of the blessings were. And I want to read what one of my, my gals said, because mm-hmm. this, I feel, is really important. She said that when I am taking apart a wedding dress, I am praying for the families who won't ever have a baby. Mm-hmm. I pray for those who feel the loss of never carrying a child and for those who feel like a failure because they cannot carry a child. I do also pray for those who have lost the little ones as time never takes those dreams and memories away. I also pray for every baby to be wanted and appreciated and loved. Um, so I really feel like the blessings that come, I mean, all these, um, I feel like there are blessings that go out to the person who receives these gowns those that make these gowns and donate their time and talent, and even the people who give us their gowns, I feel that there are many blessings going out to all of them also. Mm, absolutely. And what a work of love, like, especially for, um, like, as your friend shared, it's not just sewing the gown, which is a tremendous act of love right there, but it's also being intentional with it and praying for the families who will receive the gowns, but then also... Any any other family who um, is desiring life or for the children who um, are not as appreciated, you know, like how right. beautiful mm-hmm. is that? And I do feel that all of our, our members, we do, um, they spend their time while they're making these gowns and working on their different, working on those things that they are praying for those intentions as mm-hmm. they do it. I love that. Well, we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're just going to continue diving into this topic of the angel gown ministry and how you can get involved. Uh, Thanks for joining us on Real Presence Live. We will be right back after this break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. 
the very day that uh, I was appointed as bishop, uh, I came over to the studio and and uh, had an interview with you, and and so that was my first introduction to the real presence. It's been it's been part of my life as a bishop from the very beginning. And I felt, you know, from that very very first time that uh, we talked uh, on the air, I, I felt like I already was being introduced to the faithful of our diocese and to this whole area, which which is a great thing because you know one of the the challenges for a new bishop, an old bishop, any bishop is to um, have contact with his people and to be a part of their lives in some way. And Real Presence Radio, from the first day, has helped me to do that. I really feel like I have a way to to reach the lives of our Catholic faithful and others as well who just happen to be listening. And and that's a real blessing because in a diocese as large as ours, area-wise, it's, it's hard to get around to every place. And um, I traveled all the parishes as much as I can, and, and yet this is a way that I can reach people that otherwise perhaps I wouldn't be able to visit with. And they get a chance to hear what's on my mind, and, and uh, through different events that I've participated in on the air, I've heard some of their questions too, which has been a lot of fun. So it's, it really is a blessing to me. I, I feel very fortunate that this, this network is so alive and so vibrant in, in our diocese and really in this whole Northern Plains area. It's wonderful. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. Uh, before the break, we were speaking with Bev Dickus about the angel gown ministry in Sioux Falls that transforms wedding dresses into burial gowns for our babies who are with us for just a brief time. And Bev, over the break, you were sharing a new project, a new development in the ministry. Uh, can you share that with our listeners? Sure. Um, Probably within the last year, the teddy bear gang here in Sioux Falls approached us and asked us if we would be willing to make baptismal gowns and outfits for boys and girls. Um, the teddy bear gang in Sioux Falls is an organization um, that um, services underprivileged women, um, mom, young moms, or I don't know, maybe all ages of moms, but... Um, they have a passport system, and they earn they earn points in their passport, and then they get to come into the teddy bear den and spend them on different things. Now, they do not have to use their passport for these baptismal gowns, but we have made and given them over 69 baptismal gowns. Wow. And we do this, um, we are hoping that through this part of our ministry is that we can, in a way, thank them for bringing that child into the world, and promote Christian baptism. Mm, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. And thank you. Could you speak to like the the thought that occurs to me when you're talking about making the baptismal gowns is just like the different aspect of like you go from making burial gowns for babies and then baptismal gowns and both beautiful works, but one of them almost seems more joy-filled. Um, could you maybe speak to that a little bit? Like, is that something you've experienced at all? 
You know, I'm not really, I haven't really had that comment made from or anything spoken about that from my members. Um, I personally, I'm sorry to say, have not, act- I mean, I've made the gowns. I made them in the beginning to show the gals how to do this. I've come up with the patterns for both the burial gowns and the baptismal gowns. Mm. But as I told you before, I am a professional seamstress and I am still working. Mm-hmm. So I have a hard time. I don't have the time. So I tend to do more of the facilitating in this group. But I feel like I feel like there's joy in both sides of it when my gals bring the the gowns. We they they bring their creations every month, and they're all just beautiful works of art. And I can't tell you how much some of these seamstresses have grown mm-hmm. in their abilities and their creativity as this ministry has gone on. It ha- that has been so cool to see. So I see a lot of joy going both ways because, like I said, you know, we're, we pray for those people who are not able to hold that child, you know, or, or raise that child. But we also live in a world that, yeah, um, we need to encourage people to bring these babies into the world and to show them, you know, love and honor. For sure. So I think there's joy in both sides of it. Mm. Yeah, and absolutely. I think you guys are definitely, you know, able to just bring joy as well to those mothers and fathers who who've lost a child, right? Mm-hmm. So in that sense too, like the joy of knowing the work you're doing uh, can be a, a bright spot in such a dark moment in people's lives. And so, uh, as you guys have been making these, as you guys have been uh, working through this all as a group of women, uh, how has it affected? Um, like your guys' prayer life and your guys' recognition of how God is working uh, through you guys? Hmm. That's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> but I I just really feel I am such a, um, I am such a believer in the Holy Spirit. Um, he has been a very strong leader in my life in several different instances, and I just really feel like he is leading this group. And people who come to this group, and because we have people that we have people that don't just sew. We have we have our seamstresses. We have people that take dresses apart. We have people mm-hmm. that cut the bags, who sew the bags, who make the prayer cards. We have people that just that are just prayer warriors for us. Um, so you don't have to be a seamstress. You can you can feel the need to. Um, you can feel the need to be a part of this group in other ways. You know, you can you can share lots of different talents with this group. So I just feel like, um, and a lot of them, you know, we've got our prayer warriors, and I think that's an important, it's an important thing. Mm, absolutely. And I love how there's so many different ways to get involved, too, because... Uh, when you first started sharing about this, I was like, oh, that sounds so cool. I'd love to do something like that. But honestly, my sewing skills, they didn't advance much past the first grade, honestly. Um, But so for people like me who might not be gifted in that way, it's so neat to hear that there's other ways you can get involved. So what, what are some of the needs the ministry has right now? Well, I would say that our biggest need is probably seamstresses because um, 
we are starting to make more of the baptismal gowns. And it's amazing how many dresses come to us. Um, mm. And sometimes sometimes they don't even call. They just show <laughs> up at the church, <laughs> you know. And we did for a long time have a waiting list, but um, we have tried to, to call in those dresses because, you know, people are, like, cleaning out their parents' homes and stuff. And, and we hate to turn those things down, those dresses down. So we do need seamstresses. But yes, you can you can help in so many different ways because these dresses get washed when they come in. They get taken apart. Um, the bags need to be made or cut, and we have we have people that just facilitate stuff. I mean, I have one woman who um, she is a, as the seamstress, but she's an amazing bookkeeper that keeps track of every dress that comes in and goes out. And she and her husband have been the ones that have contacted all of these parishes around the diocese and the hospitals and the funeral homes. And so there's always, you know, somebody who just wants to be on the phone, you know, Mm. fielding calls. I mean, we can use all sorts of things. And and we just can use prayer warriors, too. (laughs) I, I love that. I absolutely love that. So what's uh, a way that people can dig in uh, and find out more about how to get involved in this wonderful ministry? Well, they can call me, and um, I don't know if I can give out my phone number. Is that okay? Oh, for sure. Okay. My phone number is 712-441-3220. You can also call the church office, and if they can't answer your questions, they will send you my way. Um. And like I said, you don't need to be a seamstress. We'd love to have more seamstresses, but you there are many ways that you can help. And and if you are out there and just want to donate a dress, also, you can call either of these numbers also. Um, we do, when we get a dress in, um, I always ask that person who's donating the dress if they would like to see pictures of the finished product. Some people do, some people don't. Mm. Um, and so we do like to do that. Our seamstresses love to send out pictures to the person who donated the dress to show them what what was created out of it. Um, and if you don't, I mean, you don't, if you want the dress just specifically to go to the angel gown, that's fine. Or if you're okay with it either being an angel gown or a baptismal gown, that's good too. I mean, it's totally up to the person donating the dress. So for a family who would like to... Um to have one of these burial gowns, how would they go about that? Would they approach their parish? Would they call you? Well, I would hope that if that they would approach their parish or that their parish would approach them when um, the you know when the event has happened. Um, but I think, like at the hospitals, and that they are offered to those people. Um, they if. If they live in a place, because they're not in all parishes. We reached out to them, but not all parishes accepted them. But if if you want one, you can always call the church. We have them. We will get you one. We have actually given out these gowns to people who lost a baby 10, 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they, because I, I have met women in this, through this ministry um, that lost a baby 50 years ago and Fifty years ago, it was out of sight, out of mind. They took that baby. You didn't even hold it. Mm. There was no healing process that went on there. So there are some that are just still suffering. And we do have a mass once a year where we um, 
pray and we honor the the babies, the unborn babies that have been lost. And we always have gowns there that if people would like to get them at that time. But if, yes, they can always call the parish office. Um, I would check with their parishes and if they're out within the diocese, but um, otherwise they can certainly call St. Michael's and we will get them addressed. Mm. Well, thank you, Beth, so much for your time today and sharing this important ministry with uh, the listening area. Uh, if anybody in other towns or other, our listening area is quite big, right? North Dakota, South Dakota, parts of Wyoming, parts of Minnesota, right? It's a large listening area. So I'm sure there are people listening to this right now who may be interested in maybe doing something like this in their own area. So do you have any encouragement that you would offer them if they're kind of on the fence and would like to do this? Well, I think it's a wonderful ministry. Um, I think that there's a real need for it because I think that it really does help the families um, heal in this time of really deep sorrow. And I think it's really an important ministry. And if they need any help, if they need any guidance um, in getting something going, they can certainly call and talk to me about it. If there are parishes out there or hospitals out there that hear this and would like to have gowns put, you know, for them to have, to offer people, please give us a call and I will have our company, I will have our people come and send them out to them. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Bev. Uh, We're going to have to let you go in just about 30 seconds here, but any final thoughts? Um. Well, I just, I just can't um, express enough the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, He took my need and the gifts and connections that I have, and He turned them into a ministry that blesses the recipients and the givers more than any of us will ever know. Amen. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Bev, and for your ministry. We need to take thank a you. quick break, but when we come back, more Real Presence Live. Don't go anywhere. 